Imagine this, you wake up tomorrow and poof, your business Instagram account has disappeared. You've spent all this time building up followers and creating content only to have it taken away from you in a split second. How are you gonna connect with your clientele and customers? Will you have to start from scratch? This sounds like a nightmare, but it could be a reality for any of us at any time. The sad truth is none of us own our social media accounts. That's why my friend and email marketing expert, Katie Gunther, recommends that every business owner has an email list. Feeling overwhelmed by just the thought of starting an email list? deep breath. We're going to keep this simple. In today's podcast episode, Katie is sharing her no-fuss tips for starting and growing an email list. Plus, she's teaching us what to send to our list and how often they should hear from us. And even better, she's explaining it all in simple terms that will inspire you to get started today. Keep listening to learn how to get started with email marketing so you always have a way to stay in touch with your people. You're listening to the Support Squad Podcast, where virtual assistants come together to share their best business tools and tips. Virtual assistant for life coaches, Sharon Nissen, created the Support Squad with a firm belief in community over competition. Whether you're a new virtual assistant looking for advice on how to get started or an established virtual assistant looking to expand your skills and invite even more abundance into your career, you're in the right place. Working from home doesn't have to be lonely. We're in this together. Now, here she is, the host of the Support Squad podcast, Sharon Nissen. I'm so excited to dive into email marketing with Katie Gunther today. Before we get started, let me tell you a little bit about Katie. Katie started Bella Blue Solutions because she's no, she knows what it's like to grow a small business as a one-woman show. She's a busy mom and an entrepreneur who's passionate about making things simpler and easier wherever she can. Email marketing is one of the most important parts of your business, and when done effectively, it builds relationships with clients and leads and converts strangers into paying customers. Katie doesn't want any female entrepreneur to let email marketing fall through the cracks due to lack of time or tech skills. Her goal is to encourage female entrepreneurs to build their businesses on their own terms and still have time for their favorite things in life. So without further ado, let's dive in with Katie. Hey, Katie. (laughs) Hi, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. I'm excited to be here. So email marketing is like one of my favorite things ever. And I love talking to you about email marketing because you always explain it in such simple terms and have such a, um, an easy way of going about it. So I'm really excited to dive into that with you today, but to get started, I would love to know more about your backstory. I mean, I've gotten to know you, um, pretty well over the last couple of years and the support squad and stuff like that. But I don't even know if I know like your origin story of how your your business came about and what the journey has looked like for you. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So my like earliest background, like I went to college for video production and I thought I always wanted to work in like the background of Hollywood films, like or video production. I didn't want to be on camera. I didn't want to be like a news anchor, but I always liked things where I worked behind the scenes and created something for people to enjoy. Like that at the core, that's what I like to do. 
Um, and then I ended up in the online space pretty quickly, like in my early 20s, um, and was doing uh, what we called then webcasts at um, Microsoft. So I don't even know what they call them now, webinars, whatever. Right. <laughs> like online radio shows. And then eventually it was streaming video. Um, and so again, I did like the project management and the production behind the scenes and working in that environment wasn't really, didn't really hit me right in the soul. Like it was sort of a, a bit of a toxic environment for me personally. And so um, I left to stay home with my kids um, once I got laid off from a job and and so I was home with my kids for like seven years. And I realized that like when I came back into the working world, I wanted it to work for me. Like I didn't, I, I didn't want to fall into someone else's uh, ideas of what working and being a mom needed to be. And discovered really quickly that jumping back into the tech world was not the way to do that. And so I left, I ended up in direct sales for a little while, which like, was a nightmare. And then, um, but with that experience, I realized that like, at, I still had those core um, skills and that core passion of like doing things and organizing things in the background to deliver something that people enjoy. And so when I was working in direct sales, that um, even though it was for a short time, what I realized I was really good at was um, the marketing and understanding marketing messaging and specifically email and that like I just tried email as part of my marketing and then people would go oh my god I love your email like how did you come up with that idea and I was like I, I don't know I just did it <laughs> um, yeah so it was really it came about from from like skills I already had over years of <clears throat> different jobs and experiences and then really like someone pointing out, you know, more than a couple of times, like, you're really good at, at figuring out this email thing and other people aren't, maybe you should think about that. So okay. yeah, that's how it kind of came to email. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love that because I think, you know, so many of us that get into entrepreneurship, it's because we want to create something different than that typical way of working because that nine to five, it just isn't conducive for moms, but sometimes we do have to like try a few different things before we can figure out exactly what it's going to be and getting that feedback from someone else, like that you do something well, or you understand it in a way that other people don't can be really valuable because sometimes we don't even know like what our deeper talents are, even until someone else reflects it to us. So I love that you had that experience and ending up in email is amazing because email marketing to me is still the biggest driver of sales and growth in my business. It's the, the best way that I can connect with people. I mean, I still, you know, I use a combination of lots of different marketing tap, like tactics, but I can't even imagine not having email marketing as part of my, as part of my toolbox. And so what do you say to small business owners that aren't sure if email marketing's going to work for them or if they're not sure if it's important in their small business? Right. Um, I would argue that it's important in every business and there's lots of reasons for that. And um, I don't know if you've ever read any of Donald Miller's books, but I'm kind of obsessed with them. And like in his name one, yeah, 
Can you name one? I don't know if I... Uh, business Made Simple, okay. I think is a, I have to look, it's on my shelf, but it's like turned the wrong way. Another one is building a strong uh, story brand. So oh. he, I, his way of describing marketing speaks to me because um, he references like Star Wars and Harry Potter <laughs> and things like that. So like it works for me, but he, I just had a, a, a launch email about Harry Potter. So that's, oh, that's so funny. Okay. Yeah. So you probably <laughs> like his books. Yeah. <laughs> from a film background. So maybe that's why, but um, he talked about how during the pandemic at the beginning of the pandemic, when everybody didn't know what to do or how to pivot and everyone shut down, right. The businesses that made it, the businesses that like were able to reopen and, and, and stay alive one of the common denominators was that they already had a marketing system in place to communicate with their uh, with their customers, right. whether that's email or Instagram or something like that. So that, you know, if you remember at the beginning of the pandemic, when everything shut down, you weren't going to like get in your car and drive around town to see what was open. Like you would wait for someone to tell you, like, right. <laughs> check Instagram. Or if I get an email saying we're open for takeout, you're going to go do business there. Mm -hmm. The people who didn't have that in place didn't have any way of communicating except for putting a sign out on the door. And so they failed. I mean, that's not the only reason. Of course, there's lots of variables, but having that, that, that system that, that you own, that channel that you own, that you can communicate with your clientele whether, or your audience, whether it's getting to know them, nurturing a new relationship, or just keeping in touch when, when like, excuse my language, the shit hits the fan. Yeah. Like, oh my God, everything's down. Here's how to communicate mm -hmm. with me. The other reason it's really important is that a lot of us that are small business owners or entrepreneurs or solopreneurs, we do a lot of our business on social media because it's free and it's easy. Um, and depending on like what generation you're from, it's like second nature, but we don't own any of it. We don't own our Facebook followers. We don't own our Instagram followers. Like it could get shut down tomorrow and it happens all the time. Mm -hmm. It happens all the time that people's Instagram accounts, like you can get a complaint from a troll who it's not even a valid complaint and Instagram can shut your account down and you lose all those followers. So if you have email waiting in the background, <laughs> you still have a way to reach your people. So I think it's important for every business. I don't think there's any business that I would say that, nah, you don't need it. Right. Yeah, no, I totally agree, especially with social media. Like I just last night got like an email from Instagram that like someone in Russia had logged into my Instagram account. And I was like, someone could log in and I don't know, delete everything or, you know, do something weird to my social media account. But like having email marketing as a backup is always gonna serve you. And having that way of just like, meeting people where they are and communicating them with them directly in their inbox is so powerful because also on social media, it's like you can put out a post and it's not, it's not going to be guaranteed that all your followers are going to see it too, I think. So that's the other cool thing about email is that, you know, it's going to reach everyone's inbox. Um, I know though, I was really intimidated when I first started um, building my list. I'm like, who is going to be on my list? Because when I first signed up, my husband and my mom joined <laughs> my list and they were getting all my emails, but even they weren't opening them. And so I'm like, okay, how do I continue to grow my email list? Like what are some of the strategies that we can use to grow an email list once we start one? 
Right. So the first thing you want to do, if it's not obvious, is to have an email marketing platform. So you don't want to be like using your Gmail and saying, hey, can I email you? Oh my God. <laughs> like, and like, you'd be surprised. I get people who come to me and they're like, I just have people's email addresses that I like business cards. That's fine. But you want an official um, legal way of gathering people's contacts. So you want to choose an email marketing platform. And most of them have a free way to start. I use Aweber and they're free up to 500 subscribers with all of the bells and whistles. You get the same customer support and everything. So you can start for free or really, really, really cheap. Um, And you wanna have like a simple signup form. They all have templates. And it's as simple as just creating that signup form so that you can get their name, their email address, and um, let them know what they can expect from you. Um, so I think that's also key. You don't just want to have like sign up for my newsletter on your website. You want to say like sign up for weekly um, Pinterest tips or something like that, like something that entices them to sign up. Um, and then if you want to take it a step further is you can, which I really do recommend, but like, if you're just getting started, just start with the sign-up form, <laughs> but is to have a lead magnet. So to have a lead magnet or a freebie or an incentive that you are giving them in exchange for their email address. So that can be, um, like your top five resources for starting a VA business, or, um, I have like a, I have like email templates and um, things like that, where it's like, it's not a huge 20 page ebook. It can just be something really simple that you say like, Hey, give me your email address and I'm going to send this to you so that I'm going to show you a little bit about how I work, what it's like to work with me. You're giving them a, like a little bit of like a sneak peek of what it's like to work with you. Um, and, uh, and then like, if you're in retail, like retailers can do things like 10% off your first purchase or style guides and things like that. So incentivizing people to join your list, making it really easy for them to sign up and then letting them know what they're going to get when they sign up. Um, because just saying sign up for my newsletter, like no one wants that. Like I don't. Right. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> Another <laughs> newsletter, but you're right. Yeah. If you say something like weekly Pinterest tips. I mean, if that's what you're looking for, then that is definitely more enticing. And then I love how simple, again, that you always make things just start with that simple sign up form, start getting people like signing up. Then if you want to continue to grow it at a lead magnet, you know, I think people get so overwhelmed with like thinking things are a lot more complicated than they need to be. And if you can start your email, growing your email list, like right now in these really simple ways, you know, there's no rush, you know, you can take, take time to grow it and all of that. And uh, yeah. And my goal is always like, just start collecting email addresses in a way that's legal Yes, (laughs) and then start emailing those people on a regular basis. Just start there. Like you don't have to, all those other things can come into play later. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if you don't have a signup form, like if it's like, I always go back to retail, but like, you know, think about it when you go to like the book, your local bookstore and there's like a clipboard on the counter where you can fill in your email address to get updates like think of it that that simple. It, you don't have to have a, a landing page that it's like five scrolls and fo- professional photos of you. Like right. just keep it simple and, and start communicating with, with your audience. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I think that's, I've made a lot of 
mistakes. There's a lot of things I wish I had done better in my business, but one of the things I'm so glad I did was start, it was just start to collecting, collecting email addresses early on, starting to collect those followers because it's paid off so much down the line. And especially for like the VAs that are listening, like when you first start your virtual assistant business, you might think that you're never going to launch a digital product. You might think that you're never going to like start emailing your list, but it's, it's pretty um, wild how fast our businesses can grow and how much we realize we have to offer. So starting from the beginning of like creating that audience for yourself that you can reach out to when you do have a digital product or Mm -hmm. something that a new service that you're launching is so valuable to have. Well, and like, especially when you're working as a, as a VA, like you're, you're working in someone else's business, right? And so it can sometimes take some time for people to feel like they like you, that they can trust you. And email is another way to help them get to know you a little bit. Like one of the things I tried, like I send out a lot of email marketing tips. And then I also try to like share stories or like, you know, share a funny thing that happened to me or something you may not know about me. And I've had clients say like, I love that because I feel like I get to know you through yeah. your emails and I know you as a person, which means now I, I'm going to trust you. Because remember, like your hit, people are handing over like their business to you, yes. their passwords, their whatever. And so anything you can do that says, hey, I'm a real human, here's how you can relate to me is huge. And I think email is a perfect place to do that because it's more personal than scrolling through Instagram. Like you're in someone's inbox, it's more. It's more intimate sometimes, I think. And I I especially think it's like underutilized too by service providers. So like, instead of being like drowned out by all the noise on like Instagram, if you're meeting someone in their inbox, they're going to remember that name. I remember all the the newsletters that I'm subscribed to. I remember those names a lot more than I remember like all of the people I see on social media, like makes you stand out a little more, I think. Even so. if they don't open your email, that's the other thing that yeah, like, they, they we, see we, you we, consistent. Talking about in, uh, in this other, this um, coaching group that I'm in, that's like, you think about like um, old Navy. I don't know why I, right. old Navy is always the example I give. I think you get, they send like a hundred emails a day. <laughs> and I never open them. I no. never open them. But when I need flip-flops, <laughs> I right. always remember old Navy. Like it's the first place I go for pajama pants or whatever. (laughs) And I may not open their email, but I know it's showing up and I know there's going to be a coupon or, you know, something like in front of mind. And that's really like half, half the battle is when someone's like, oh shoot, I need help with Pinterest. Who do I know that does Pinterest? And you want them to think of you before they think to go ask a friend or go Google it. So yeah, yeah. No, you're so right. Yeah. Having that name in the inbox, it really does make you stand out and stick in people's memories totally. And then, so the other thing, you know, once we get that email list rolling, you know, if it, if we're just starting off simple, um, if we don't have a huge audience yet, how often do you recommend that we start to email our list? Like, do they need to hear from us weekly, monthly? How do you suggest getting that started? So unfortunately the answer is it depends. So yes. <laughs> Um, I usually recommend if you're just getting started, try once a week. Mm-hmm. If once a week sounds overwhelming, like, oh my God, what am I going to say? What content am I going to possibly like provide is maybe do every two weeks. I think the most important thing is um, just being consistent, which we hear all the time with creating content, but um, tell them when they sign up, 
tell them what they're going to get from you, tell them how often they're going to hear from you and then show up. That's the biggest thing. Like if I say to people, you're going to receive weekly email tips from me. And then I email them once a month that they're it's inconsistent and they may not even know why it doesn't feel good, but it won't feel good. Um, and then if you email them more often than you say you're going to do, that doesn't feel good either. Right. I have clients who email their list once a month and they get like 50% open rate. So that's what their, their people need. And then there's other people who send out emails several times a week, um, depending on the different segments of their list. And so it really depends, but if you're a VA and you're a solopreneur and you're starting from scratch, start with once a week and see how that does. And you don't have to create content from scratch in your emails. Like when I started, I literally took my Facebook posts and my Instagram posts and copied them verbatim <laughs> into an email. And it was like at end of the week in case you missed it. That's how I started. Oh, I so love I that. I think that's great. Yeah. It's a good place to start. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't do it forever. Right. <laughs> you're going to have people seeing you in different places, but it, it yeah. you know, yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. I think, I think with email marketing, especially we can repurpose so much. There's so, if we're creating content for social media, we don't have to overthink what we're creating for an email list. And I like the recommendation of once a week. Cause I feel like that's about how much it takes for people to start to like recognize your name and stuff. Like once a month, they might've forgotten what they signed up for with you or who you were, but if they're seeing you like once a week talking about you know, the same things, email marketing or Pinterest or whatever it is, um, they can really start to recognize that name. And I think, I think that's a good place to start too. The other um, thing I would say really quick is yeah, if you do like a lead magnet or something like that, make sure you make sure you reach out to them immediately. So yes. even if you don't have an automation set up um, in your email platform is make sure you start talking to them right away. Because I've noticed that like, I'll sign up for something and I don't hear from somebody, if I don't hear from them right away, it's like something switches off in my brain. I never recognize that name again. Right. Like I'll meet people on Clubhouse and I'll sign up for their whatever. And I might get it, but then I don't hear from them for weeks. And then when they show up again, I'm like, did I sign up for this? Who is this? Right. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, start right away. <laughs> Right. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Like having, I mean, this might over make it a little more complicated, but having like a nurture sequence or some, like some kind of way to to series, to if you're not emailing every week, a series to let them know who you are, like whatever is a good way to start. Cause it, it can be weird to sign up for something and you don't hear from someone. And then like, you get like a sales email or you get like some random thing and, and you've lost that connection. And right. yeah, so I, I totally agree with that. And so for the, the folks that are listening, especially like the VAs or, or whoever's listening, who heard all of this and they're still feeling a little intimidated. What are those like first steps that they can take like right away to, to get started with this? Um, well, if you already have an email marketing platform, like you're say you're already using MailChimp and you've already been collecting emails because I think there's like two camps. There's people who have been collecting emails. They have no idea what to do with them. And then there's the camp that's like, I haven't done anything at all. So if you haven't done anything at all, start by picking a platform and don't overthink that either. Um, Just play around with a couple. I usually recommend, 
um, Mailer Light, Flowdesk, and Aweber. Okay. Um, Mailchimp is okay, but it's not great. Um, if you can steer clear of it, I would. I um, agree. By the and way, like I started mine on Mailchimp, and it just—it wasn't long before it just wasn't working for me. Yeah. Yeah, I like am in email systems all the time, and there are very few that I don't like. Um, and MailChimp, I personally don't like, it takes me twice as long to do anything. And yeah. I like know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, right. so, um, just skip right. MailChimp. Um, right. So <laughs> any of those three, and they all have like free packages um, and just like, take a look at them. And if one really calls out to you, like aesthetically, just mm-hmm. go for it. Like don't overthink it. Um, and then start collecting emails and start emailing people. Um, all of those systems, all of those platforms also have templates for you to start with. Um, I know Flowdesk and Aweber have templates that make like, uh, like content suggestions, like, oh, like cool. a template and it'll say like, put a snappy subject line here that grabs their attention or, oh, you know, nice. personalize the greeting and tell them, you know, a little bit about yourself or whatever. So it's not, you're not going to have a blank slate. So mm-hmm. I think it's just diving in. I think it's just pick a platform. If you already have a platform, start emailing your list and pick a frequency or a cadence and just start doing it. It's just like posting on social media. Just do it. Just start right. doing it. Yeah. <laughs> just start doing it. Yes. Yeah, so be like, you're not going to exactly. be first. It's okay. Just you're going to be email. Just like I was, you'll, you'll be emailing your mom and your husband at first, but <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. And the only other thing I would say is because I don't know that this is in like the platform in like the, the templates that come in the platforms is make sure that when you're writing, that you're writing to one person, not like, Hey, everyone, or Hey, right, guys. right, right, right. Um, you want to say like, Hey, Sharon, or <laughs> yeah. right. That's where it's a little different than social. You always have to switch up that the way you're speaking. And yeah, really, I always like picture, I even picture like, sometimes I'll picture like specific members of our community and like picture them when I'm writing an email and, yeah. and, and that changes the way that I I'm writing things in my email. So yeah, I totally agree with everything you said when it comes to like picking platforms to, with things, when it comes to what are you going to send all that stuff? It's just like, just, just do it. Just start right. like, <laughs> like whatever it is, take action, please. Just, just, just do, do it. <laughs> If I could tell, I guess, I guess that Nike already has that covered, but if I had a slogan as like a coach or a business owner, that's what it would be. Just do it. Just like take the action. So Nike, Nike was pretty spot on with that one. Because <laughs> that really is the best advice. Uh, so really like you will never regret starting an email list because it's really just it's such a driver of, of business and it really helps you connect with people, um, in a much more personal way and, or just in a different way than social media does. Um, it allows you to like get in a little easier or something. And there's, there's a more of a connection that's made there. So definitely recommend starting as soon as you can, not before you get the foundations of your business in place, but once you have that done, start, start collecting emails, just like Katie said, as, as soon as you can. And then Katie, I w- I'm sure everyone wants to know where they can hear from you. What kind of resources do you have? Like, do you have ways to support us as we're growing our email list? How can we work with you? All of that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I've got a couple of freebies. I've got one um, that is a list of different lead magnets, like lead magnet ideas that you can offer. And then also 
um, just like a one sheet on what a lead magnet should be. So like that you want to deliver it immediately. You want it to be easily digestible, which is like the worst term, but you'd like, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then anybody can email me or DM me questions about email, like on Instagram or in my inbox, because I like for real, if I can't answer the question quickly, I usually have like a blog post or a resource I can share because like you said, my goal is to help people just start using email. Like Mm -hmm. if you talk to me and then you come back and say, I did it. I started sending emails. Like I like lights me up. Yes. (laughs) Like it's so easy for us to get stuck. So seriously, like, um, my website, my Instagram DMS, and then I've got the lead magnet freebie, which Sharon, I think you have the link for. Yes. Yeah. That'll Um, be in the show notes for sure. Perfect. Um, so yeah, and then that'll get you on my email list too. So then you'll get the weekly, um, email tips and things like that. And that goes out every Friday morning. So, um, yeah. And I I would definitely recommend all of you guys follow Katie on Instagram because you you're always going on clubhouse. You're doing so many cool things these days. So it seems like there's always new ways to hear from you and learn from you. So guys, make sure you give Katie a follow there. Cause she's got all, you always have cool stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. I am a, I am a like a deep diving into clubhouse right now. Um, cause yeah. it's a lot of fun and it's like live coaching and it's really yes. fun. And, um, like right now, most of my services are like, you know, one-to-one implementation of email marketing, but I'm working on a, like a do-it-yourself course. So it's like nice. everything from picking your platform to, doing your, um, nurture campaign and all that. So I'm work at some point this quarter, <laughs> don't be a, a do it yourself course. I love it. That's so cool. And then Katie, the one question I always like to ask everyone is what's one thing that's separate from your business that is either really important to you or that lights you up, up inside something that you enjoy outside of your business. Okay. So it's kind of outside of my business, but it's tied into why I have my business. So, um, I'm originally from California. My parents live in Southern California and I live in Seattle. Um, and so one of the big things that I am really excited about with like the world opening back up is being able to travel down there on a regular basis and like work from there. And then, um, our hope is to retire down there someday because we live where it rains a lot and I really miss the sun. So traveling to California with my kids, without my kids, like <laughs> that is like, that is my main goal at all times. And just trying to figure out like, when is the next trip that we get to go down there and enjoy the sun? And yeah, um, yeah. so that's the biggest thing right now outside of work is like, you know, taking this show on the road is like yes. wherever I can work or not working. So yeah. Yeah. I love that. That freedom is what we're all after. And I'm so excited that I'm so I'm starting to feel excited that things are sort of coming back where we're having. Yeah. This like, yeah it's like, okay. Like, I think, yeah, it's, it's starting to feel better. I'm seeing like light at the end of the tunnel finally, which feels right. so good. So, well, Katie, it's been just such a joy talking to you as always. I always love connecting with you. I've, I've just enjoyed our friendship and being connected and, and thank you so much for sharing all of this with us today. This was, I hope everyone that listened just realized how, how simple you can make email marketing and that you don't have to wait. You can start right now. So take action and then tell Katie that you did it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yep. 
All right. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that was so fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Support Squad podcast. Make sure to visit the show notes at thesupportsquad.com to learn more about Katie and how to get in touch with her. From first contact to offboarding, communication with your clients is key. In fact, I believe that clear communication is the foundation of building a luxury client experience. And I'm sharing all of my tips for elevating your client experience inside my popular Secrets of a Luxury Client Experience workshop. Inside, I'll teach you how to design your system so that onboarding and serving your clients feels effortless, how to be proactive in your communication so that your clients feel deeply supported, and how to throw a little sparkle on your client experience to guarantee that your clients will sing your praises. With these touches, you'll go from scrounging for low caliber clients to attracting and retaining your dream clients. Register for free right now at thesupportsquad.com slash client experience.